Good morning. And welcome to morning prayers. Please stand as you are able to join me in a responsive reading of Psalm number 33, found on page 17 of your Black Appleton Psalter book. Sing forth, O you righteous, to the Lord. It is fit that the upright acclaim him. Sing him a new song. Play sweetly with shouts of joy. He loves what is right and just. The earth is full of the Lord's faithful care. He heaps up the ocean's waters like a mound, stores the deep in vaults. Let all the earth hear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world pray. For he spoke, and it was, he commanded, and it endured. The Lord frustrates the plans of nations, brings to naught the times and peoples. What the Lord plans endures forever what he designs for ages on end.
reading from 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning at the 11th verse. The angel of the Lord told Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting the mountains and breaking rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. A little boy was spending his Saturday morning playing in his sandbox. He had his box of cars and trucks and his shovel and pail, and he was out there creating roads and tunnels in the dirt. As the boy dug around, he came across a large rock in the middle of the sandbox. With a little bit of struggle, he pushed and nudged the rock all the way to the edge of the sandbox, but it was tough. And when he got to the edge, he just couldn't get it over and out of the sandbox. Every time he would try to push it, the rock would just roll back and crush his chubby little fingers. In tears of frustration, he sat down, defeated. His father, who had looked on from the living room window, came out, and he said to his son, Son, why didn't you use all of the strength that you had available? Defeated, the boy sobbed back, But Daddy, I did. I used all of the strength that I had. No, son, corrected the father kindly. You didn't use all the strength that you had because you didn't ask me. With that, the father reached down, picked up the rock, and removed it from the sandbox. This is a story that I can totally relate to. Maybe you've seen this story play out in your own life. For me, I always seem to find myself struggling with too many grocery bags or racing all over town to get to too many appointments that I just don't have time for. I don't know why, but for some reason I have real trouble asking for help. Like this little boy, sometimes I'm so focused on the small stuff of what I'm doing that I don't even realize that the greatest tool I have in my possession is my connection with other people. In today's sacred text, we hear about Elijah, one of the most important Hebrew Bible prophets. He lived in a time of great corruption and greed, and he spoke out powerfully against the rulers of the day. Of course, this didn't win him any favors, and at one point he has to flee for his life. Exhausted and lost in the wilderness, Elijah collapses under a broom tree, and he cries out to God, asking God to end his life and his suffering. But God has other plans for Elijah. God sends an angel with bread and water for Elijah and strengthens him by this miraculous gift. Through this food and water, Elijah is able to travel 40 days to Horeb, the mountain of God. As he stands there on the mountain, There is a great wind that passes by, so strong that it splits the mountain and breaks the rocks into pieces. But God was not in the wind. 
and after the wind, the earthquake, and then the fire, but not, God was not in those either. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. And Elijah asked God for help. Elijah asked God for protection and strength. Elijah asked God to touch the earth with a moment of transformation. And God responded, saying, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Elijah returned to the wilderness of the city of Damascus, and within a few years, through the power of God and the truth spoken by Elijah, the corrupt governor and his wife were deposed. Sure, they were replaced by corrupt officials, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> the key to this story is that Elijah directly asked God for help. He asks for help, and he's helped. Not in the way that he wants, but in the way that's in line with God's will. Elijah wants to die. He wants his suffering to end. He wants to be able to hide away in a cave for the rest of his days. But instead, he's given sustenance and strength for the journey in the form of bread and water. And he's given guidance from God. But God's words aren't exactly words of comfort. They're words to urge him forward. God demands that he go back to the wilderness of the city and face his fears. God gives Elijah exactly what he needs. But he only gives these gifts to Elijah because Elijah is humble enough to ask for help. Here's the thing. If you can find the strength, or the weakness, to ask for help, that is the moment where simultaneously you become more fully connected to others and to God. That's the moment where the divine can break into your life. Because when we think that we can do it all on our own, we are closed off to God. But if you can muster enough strength or weakness to even put a prayer on your lips, or if you can turn to one of the Psalms and read those words out loud and say, God, where are you? Then you get a direct connection to God in two ways. One, you are saying, I cannot do this alone, which is true. None of us can. Because life isn't about getting things right on your own. It's about recognizing that we need each other. But also, if you call out to God, then you are connected to all of the people, all of the generations, stretching all the way back in time to the first person, probably Adam or Eve, who called out to God for help. God has seen us through dark times. God has brought us unexpected sunny days. And so we know that in asking for help, we are using all of our strength. It's not that we're strong enough to do what we need to do. It's not that we're not strong enough to do what we need to do. When we ask for help, we show that we are strong enough to know that God is our greatest helper. It may not be the help we expect or the help we want, but it will be the help that we need. God knows our every need better than we ourselves do. We cannot be healed unless we truly seek to be healed. We cannot know the direction for our lives unless we ask God for guidance. We cannot feel true comfort and support unless we ask others to share our lives. 
God has blessed us with the capacity to ask for help. Now it's up to us simply to ask. So will you pray with me? Help us, God. We may not know how, but God, please help us. Amen. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to join me in the singing of the hymn, Breathe on Me, Breath of God, hymn number 247, in your crimson hymnal, hymn number 247. Until we meet again, let the gathered people say, Amen. Amen.